it's December the 29th. We're feeling the pressure. January's coming. Shouldn't we be thinking about our New Year's resolutions? We certainly want 2021 to be better than the dumpster fire of 2020. But just thinking about resolutions makes us already feel more stressed and defeated. Should we even bother? Here's some refreshing perspective on those New Year's resolutions today on Healthy Harmony. Hey there, welcome to the Healthy Harmony Podcast. I'm Jennifer Pickett, your host, your health coach, your friend. If you're ready to tap into the healthiest version of you so you can live life with confidence and intentional harmony, then my friend, you're in the right place. As a dietitian turned functional medicine health coach, I'm here to walk beside you and show you how to take control of your complete health, body, mind, and soul. Before we get started, I have something I want you to know about. You know, so often it's not really about food. I've seen this time and time again with my clients. You want to lose weight. You want to figure out the best nutrition for your body. You want to feel like you're in control when it comes to your health and your life. You really just want to feel better. But deep down, you know, it's not really about the food. It's about all the other things spiraling out of control in your life. It's the stress and the worry and the anxiety about the future. It's the complicated, overwhelming emotions that make you turn to food for comfort. You hear the term emotional eating and you relate to that. You get it. So here you are starting at the beginning of a brand new year. You know you need some freaking recovery this year. It's been awful. And you know another funky diet or intense exercise program that you follow for a short time is not going to give you what you truly need. You're looking for freedom. You want to be resilient. I hear you. This year, more than ever, it's time to do things differently when it comes to your health. Please mark your calendar for the Food Freedom Masterclass. This is on Tuesday, January the 5th at 7 p.m. Central. This free webinar will look at our relationship with food, why diets fail, the secrets to weight loss, and yes, emotional eating. Register for class at bit.ly forward slash masterclass food freedom. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash masterclass food freedom. And I'll send you the Zoom link and your class notes to fill out as we go along. I can't wait to see you in class. Do you dread January? I mean, everybody is making New Year's resolutions. This is certainly the time to do it. You feel like you have to make those resolutions, but honestly, you've failed so many times before, why even try again? And then we have the dumpster fire of 2020. I mean, are you even in the frame of mind to set some unrealistic expectations that will just contribute to the stress and overwhelm? There's nothing wrong with setting resolutions. The problem comes when you feel pressured to do so. 
you feel obligated to hop on the Happy New Year's bandwagon. So how do you decide? Will it even make a difference? You know you need some better coping strategies, but you're not sure if setting some resolutions will even help. So here's a little bit of perspective. Here's the top four considerations for setting New Year's resolutions. Number one, forget the resolutions. Focus on some goals. Wait, I know. (laughs) Wait, isn't that the same thing? Resolutions, goals. Well, here's the difference. A resolution is a decision to do or not do a specific behavior. And a goal is a series of very calculated steps designed to help you achieve the resolution. Did you get a little bit overwhelmed just listening to that? You know, it's been said that resolutions can really place this huge, like, perfectionist burden on us. It's so focused on that long-term outcome that you don't enjoy the journey. It's a lot of pressure. Not to mention that resolutions can be way too general for the year. The year. You set New Year's resolutions for the entire year. Give me a break. Right now, my mantra is one day at a time. And I've seen in coaching that small and simple is where it's at. Because often when we look at the big picture of getting healthy or lose weight, it gets very, very overwhelming. We tend to take this all or nothing approach. All in. Which means you're being very strict. It's a very rigid approach. You might be using a restrictive diet, intense exercise, and it only lasts a short time because it is so intense. Oh, yeah, and it's not realistic for your life. The opposite is that nothing approach. And it happens when you're just burned out and you're completely overwhelmed at what you need to do. You don't even know where to start, and it all seems insurmountable. So, you know what? You don't start at all. A nothing approach. Here is what works, and here is how I help my clients see success on their health journey and in life. It's by focusing on small changes because we're looking for momentum, That momentum that picks up speed, the ball moving in the right direction. Nothing happens overnight. So we make these very small, simple changes and we start layering those. As we layer those, we notice that, man, that momentum starts to pick up. That is how changes happen. Little changes end up being very big results. So what are some small goals that you can make? And maybe you should think about ditching the resolutions. Number two, set SMART goals. Okay, you've heard the acronym. The acronym. You're going to hear it a lot more this time of year, yada, yada, right? So the acronym for SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. Now, here's what I think. I like to keep things super simple to reduce the overwhelm. I've had to do this in my life because when I'm overwhelmed, guess what? 
I just shut down. So if I keep things really simple and the goal is realistic to me and it's very, very specific, it just makes it easier. You know, it seems like every time I hear a great motivational speaker and I just aspire to change everything at once, like I mean, gung ho, I'm ready to go and I'm, I'm all in. I want to do it. But here's what happens. It ends up horribly because I get overwhelmed. It's not realistic. And then another thing happens. It affects my confidence. I feel like a failure and then I feel guilty and ashamed that I couldn't do that when it seems to come so easily to everybody else. So I've learned from my own mistakes. I like to set some very small goals for the week, one week at a time. That might be as simple as making sure I stick to my morning routine with my quiet time and my journaling, aiming for a set amount of workouts, being mindful of stress and how my body responds to stress or how I'm responding to stress. Am I emotionally eating or drinking? Setting just three to five very small, realistic goals for that week. What happens is that when you set a goal, for instance, like this one, okay, I'm going to exercise three times this week. What happens when you reach that third time and you're like, hey, I did it. Like I exercised three times this week, but there's some days left in the week. And so it kind of makes you feel like, hmm. I can do this. It builds your confidence. So oftentimes I'll find that I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I can fit in two more workout sessions. Again, so much of this is kind of building up our confidence and showing ourselves, hey, we can do it. Number three, know your why. If you're thinking about goal setting and those are health related, I want you to think about your why. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want more energy? Why do you want to feel in control when it comes to food and alcohol? Why do you want to manage stress? Why do you not want to continue to be burdened by stress and anxiety? If my goal is to be a healthier mom, I look at my why. And my why is my family. My husband, James, and my kids, Maddie and JD, and I'll tell you that since I started learning about disease during my education to become a dietitian, and I started really digging into my family medical history, my eyes were opened. I became very worried. I wanted to protect my health, but it wasn't until I lost my mom to both breast cancer and liver disease that I really got worried. Adding to that extensive family medical history, and now we've got two new diagnoses, and my mom in her very short five-month battle from diagnosis to the time of her death, and it was at the age of 66. She was only 66. Honestly, she was at her prime. My mom was a good mom. She was an amazing Cece, and that's what her grandkids called her. So she was in her prime. So it left me feeling like the cards were literally stacked against me when it came to my family medical history. I want to be around for my kids. I want to be around for my grandkids. But here's the deal. I don't want to just be 
around. I want to feel good and I want to live life to the fullest. I want to be the best me possible. You know, I can look back at my motherhood journey and see how I was so on edge and uptight and short-tempered in the past. And honestly, it was because I was struggling with depression and I wasn't taking care of myself in the way that I needed to. So my family is my why. It continues to be my why. So ask yourself, what is my why? What motivates me? And if you start to understand the true purpose of why you're setting those goals, you will find a way to achieve it. Number four, be kind to yourself. You have been through a lot this year. And if setting resolutions or big goals is going to lead to more stress and more disappointment in yourself, then honestly, it defeats the purpose. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. So instead of focusing on bad habits and where you've gotten off track and beating yourself up and fixing what's wrong in your life, can you make a slight adjustment with your perspective? How have you persevered? Part of being kind to yourself is to practice mindfulness. How have I survived during this time? What have I done for myself that was very, very helpful? And then thinking, are there some small changes that are realistic to me that I can easily implement and then celebrate myself? If that's so, that is awesome. That is what works. Let me remind you, you don't have to tackle everything right now just because it's January. This is your journey, my friend. You have persevered and survived an unprecedented year. So be nice to yourself. Be kind. You really do have what it takes to keep going. So those are the top four considerations when thinking about this whole resolution thing and if you should even bother. Just a quick recap. Number one, forget the resolutions. Focus on some goals. Number two, set SMART goals, realistic, small and simple. Number three, know your why. And number four, be kind to yourself. I hope this has gotten you to thinking and most importantly, taken some pressure off of you. You've got enough on you right now. You don't have to figure it all out and set these lofty New Year's goals and resolutions. Be thinking, what are those simple, realistic, small action steps that I can make that just make sense right now? What is my why? And how can I practice kindness to myself? And don't forget, if you need a breath of fresh air and a change of perspective, the Food Freedom Masterclass, it's free. And it happens on Tuesday, January the 5th. So register now so you don't forget bit.ly forward slash masterclass food freedom. I'll link it right here in the show notes. And let me put a bug in your ear for next week's episode. I'm exposing the diet industry and you're going to want to hear this. All right, y'all have a good weekend and I will see you next week.